The right tax plan in retirement rates right up there with the right income plan. On today's show, we'll answer some common questions about taxes in retirement. Welcome in to Retirement Room. Retirement Room Radio, Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon of Simon & Simon Financial. 88 combined years of experience between these three, helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries, and folks, it is Retirement Talks each and every week. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate and sometimes referee between the guys. Always a lot of fun, father and son knowledge. Uh, retirees, they're not always up to date on every part of the tax code, and we're going to get into this here in just a little bit, but before uh, we open Open that up. I wanted to get Gerald's perspective on taxes. So, big fella, let's talk about it. I wanted to bring you in just to discuss the biggest changes in the tax code that you've seen over the last 57 years and the effect those changes had on retirees and investors that you dealt with. Thank you, Morgan. Uh, one of the biggest things that affected retirement folks uh, back in the 70s and 80s was the start, the blooming, the growing, the blossoming, and the dying <laughs> in the deep were tax shelters. The government, uh, the Internal Revenue Code permitted uh, certain, sometimes I might add unscrupulous uh, real estate developers to uh, sell uh, investments in real estate developments. And what they purported to advance and sell was a, a put in $10,000 and write off $100,000 on your 1040 return. And of course, that up went on for a while until the IRS uh, caught up with you. And then it was cratered and disallowed. Now, if that happened to you, just as you started your retirement, it was really catastrophic when you're five down years down the road and the IRS said, I'm sorry, now you owe $50,000 in tax plus penalties and interest. That's one of the things that uh, led to the demise of tax shelters. The other thing that was very significant during that time was the demise of defined benefit plans by both small and large corporations. To give you an idea of the size and scope of defined benefit plans, I have some stats for you today. Okay, I love numbers. Currently, the number of plans, defined benefit, private plans, is 45,256. The assets are $2.52 annual contribution is 135 billion and the annual benefits being dispersed currently is 173 billion and total participants are 40.9 million. Now, as far as state and local plans, assets of $3.03 trillion, annual contributions, 136.5 billion Annual benefits dispersed is 216 billion, and total participants are 19.5 million. Now you can see by those numbers that the number of people covered in defined benefit plans is not very large when you consider that we have 
330 million uh, participants. Most of the decline in covered participants occurred on the, the defined benefit side of pension plans. And the reason there's been such a precipitous decline uh, is the cost. Uh, the cost for defined benefit plans is very high compared to the cost of a defined contribution or 401k plan. So that's the thing that's happened uh, in a deleterious manner uh, with uh, retirement programs. I tell you, it's just a, it's just nice to have a wealth of knowledge uh, like Gerald Simon again, founder of Simon & Simon Financial, and now Chad and Grant Simon working with their father in the New Orleans market. And again, it's retirement rule. You're locked in. We're going to give you an opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon & Simon Financial if you've got any questions about your retirement situation. Right now, we're going to hit some tax questions for Grant. Grant, you're going to jump on these. We're going to do as many as we can. First one up, here's the question for you. When you retire, is your tax rate going to be higher or lower than it was when you were working? That's a question we need an answer to. Yeah, and this is a question that obviously everyone is concerned about. While it is absolutely true that for most people, uh, your when you retire, you are going to pay a lower effective tax rate compared to how your earned income was taxed, the uh, way your, your income was taxed while you were working, compared to when you are retired, it is taxed very differently. The earned income while you're working, that income is taxed much more heavily than unearned income, the income that you will take out from your various investment accounts when you retire, plus Social Security or pensions. However, the answer to the question is it really does depend. So most retirees have the assumption that they'll fall into a lower tax bracket once they retire. But that's not always the case for the following three reasons. Number one, retirees typically no longer have all the tax deductions that they once did. Their homes are paid off. There's no mortgage interest deduction. They also don't have any more kids to claim as dependents. And there's no more 401k contributions to reduce income. So almost all of the income in retirement will be subject to some form of tax. The second reason is retirees, most of them, when they first retire, they wanna have fun and that costs money. And if you're newly retired, you might be planning on building a new pool or going on trips or whatever the case may be. And you don't realize initially how much all of that uh, is going to cost in the early years of retirement, which can make for a whole bunch of extra taxable income. And the third thing that is very important is that future tax rates may be significantly higher than they are today. Right now, tax rates are very low when viewed in a historical context. The tax, the top tax rate is 37%, and that really is a bargain compared with the 94% highest tax rate of the 1940s and even the 70% range as recently as the 1970s. Considering today's political climate and also the amount that we owe as a country, I do believe that in the future, tax rates are eventually going to have to go up. 
Retirement Rue, it's all about retirement and taxes going to be a big concern as you head towards your golden years. So we're throwing out some questions uh, about taxes and Grant Simon jumping in and answering them for us. All right, this next one, uh, Social Security benefits, Grant, taxable? So the answer to that question is yes, but it is dependent upon what they call your provisional income. So essentially what they do is they add up all your Social Security for you and your spouse, divide it in half, add on top of that all other income, including tax-exempt interest. And if that amount ends up being more than $32,000, you could have some portion of your Social Security subject to tax. Now, the good news is the maximum amount of your Social Security that can be subjected to your tax rate, your effective tax rate, is no more than 85% of your Social Security. So if you have enough income, when you add up all of your other income plus half of your Social Security for you and your spouse, if that gets above a certain amount, you would take 85% of your Social Security plus the other income sources that were taxable, add them together, take your standard deduction or your itemized deduction, and that's how much is going to be subjected to tax. So you do get a tax break on Social Security. It just depends on how much other income you're going to have. All right. I've got time for one more question in this portion of the program. Can you still contribute? This is about taxes. Can you still contribute to an IRA after you retire? So the answer is yes. All retirees can contribute to a traditional or Roth IRA. But the catch is you have to have earned income. Uh, interesting note, in the past, uh, the cutoff age was 70 and a half for contributing to traditional IRAs, but the that age-based restriction was repealed a number of years ago. But if you want to be able to contribute to a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, you must have earned income. Now, here is another good point. If you are no longer working, but your spouse is, you can use your spouse's income, earned income to be able to contribute for yourself. So there are some ways to do it, even if you don't have earned income, hmm. but one of the spouses must have earned income to be able to contribute. All right. We're going to open up five spots right now. Uh, Grant, what's going to happen for the next five callers? That's right, Morgan. For the next five callers, we are going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you are in need of a full-blown financial plan. Now, we've seen others charge up to $1,000 or more for similar features or offers, but we're going to give you this review with no cost or obligation if you're one of the next five callers who has at least $200,000 saved for retirement. And what this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning for you by mapping out where you are now. We will also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We will also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. And we will even run a customized income plan utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. All right, folks, we've got five spots. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. It's a courtesy service provided at no cost. Here we go to help educate and enlighten. Here's the number, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Call now. 800-728-2225. There are a lot of reasons to be saving for retirement using a Roth IRA. When we come back, we'll outline the number one reason to start saving in a Roth right now.
Welcome back. Retirement Rue Radio in the New Orleans market powered by Simon and Simon Financial. We have Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon and Simon Financial. These three, 88 combined years experience helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries. And folks, we get into the topics each and every week. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And each and every week, we give you an opportunity to get on the Simon and Simon Financial calendar, no cost or obligation, kind of see where you are in your retirement planning process. Maybe you haven't started. This would be an opportune time to do that. If you're in the middle of something and you've got questions about your portfolio, get a second opinion. One of the spots on the calendar could be for you as well. Well, it's tempting to put retirement savings on the back burner. We all uh, think about that, folks. We have a lot of expenses out there. But delaying your retirement plans can absolutely cost you later on. And if you end up with a Roth IRA, there are certain rules you need to meet before you can withdraw 100% of your money tax-free. So we wanted to talk about that and outline maybe the number one reason to start saving uh, in a Roth and doing it right now. So Chad, let's jump on this right now. Understanding how the Roth IRA works is a great place to start. Yeah, absolutely, Morgan. So if you're new to Roth IRAs, here's a quick primer. Roth IRAs are part of a club of accounts called individual retirement accounts. You don't need your employer's blessing to open and manage this account. You can start on your own. You'll fund the account with after-tax dollars in exchange for tax-free benefits when you retire. That's the biggest difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. Um, but time is of the essence. If you wait too long, you may not be able to make direct contributions to a Roth IRA. The account was designed to give low and moderate income and enable earners a leg up on their retirement savings journey. So you'll have to meet an income threshold to gain direct access to a Roth IRA. Um, they're not exclusive to adults as well. An adult can help a child jumpstart their retirement savings by opening a custodial Roth IRA. The only catch is the child must have earned income in order for an adult to contribute to a Roth IRA. So this is um, a great exchange for instead of a Coverdale or a 529 with the, the college scene changing and so many kids um, deciding to, instead of going into debt, maybe start a career, start their own business, instead of saving in a Coverdale or a 529 plan that's exclusively the benefits only come when you use that for secondary education. We offer clients who maybe have kids or grandkids who aren't going to use the traditional college route. A, a, a Roth is a terrific way to save for that uh, child in your life. Talking about the Roth IRA, again, you're planning for retirement and just going over the basics. So you can certainly have your questions answered in person at Simon & Simon Financial. We'll give you an opportunity to get on their calendar here in just a little bit. But, you know, taking a look at the Roth, and if it's a good fit for you. For the, so the first thing you need to do is just understand how the Roth works. This next one, uh, Chad, you can't forget about the five-year rule. Yeah, that's right, Morgan. So if you've ever wondered if you should start saving in a Roth IRA uh, now or wait until later, uh, there's something you need to know that probably will make your decision a little bit easier, and that's the five-year rule, which determines if you'll pay taxes or penalties on the withdrawals. Um, there are three key situations that can trigger the five-year rule, but let's focus on how withdrawing earnings from your Roth IRA works. The five-year rule is based on the timing your first of your first contribution to your Roth so for 2022, you can tr contribute up to $6,000 if you're under 50, $7,000 if you're older than 50. Your contribution clock starts on the first day of the tax year you fund that account. So if you pull the trigger and decide to make your first contribution in 2022, your five-year period will end on January 1, 2027. And the rule is, is that you know the, the guidelines said you can take out the amount that you contributed during that five-year period. 
uh, but you have to leave in the interest. That's the five-year rule. After the end of the five-year rule, um, the full amount is available to you um, tax-free as long as you are 59 and a half. Um, after you reach 59 and a half, you'll be eligible to draw all of your money penalty-free. If you plan to do a Roth conversion or inherit a Roth IRA, there are a different set of rules you'll have to follow and make sure you don't sound the alarms at the IRS. Folks, just uh, having that discussion about the Roth IRA and outlining the number one reason just to start saving in a Roth, and you can do it right now. So make sure you understand how the Roth IRA works. Uh, there's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial, and maybe a Roth IRA is the right direction for you, but that's a discussion to be had. Uh, we open up a few calendar spots each and every week here on Retirement Roof for Simon & Simon Financial, exclusive to radio listeners. And this is that opportunity to kind of kick the tires. Um, you know, you can ask the questions you want to ask. It doesn't have to be about a Roth. It could be about anything you've got going on with your retirement. Maybe you haven't started a retirement plan. This is a great way to do that. And then if you are in the middle of something, uh, folks, a lot of people have this feeling like once they agree to do business with an advisor or an advisory team, they feel like they're locked in. Folks, that's not the case. You can always, always get a second opinion. One of the spots that we're going to open up could be for that as well. So this Roth Roth IRA discussion, understanding it, uh, make sure you understand and don't forget about the five-year rule. And then with Roths, uh, you know, again, Chad, it's about timing. Timing's everything. As is most things, right? So yes, there are many Roth IRA benefits that you can explore now and during retirement. The money in your account can be used to pay some of your biggest life expenses, such as college or home ownership. If it can serve as a last resort uh, savings fund, if you find yourself in a financial rut, no one knows how long the Roth IRA will be around. I actually believe that it's it's one of the uh, tax benefits that will be around. It's not one of those low-hanging fruit uh, benefits. But the most important thing you can do now is determine if the Roth IRA is the best account for your specific situation. If so, then get started on your journey so you can activate the five-year clock as early as possible. Think of it this way. The sooner you get started, the closer you'll get to your tax-free jackpot. And the last thing I like to kind of go over with regards to whether you should put into a Roth or, or individual retirement account or a Roth 401k or the traditional 401k option, tax deferred option, is Roth conversions. These are uh, a huge part of our industry. We've seen them in uptick, especially um, since everything that's happened with uh, the new people in office every time the the party in office changes, people run to over contribute or to put too much, uh, put a lot of their funds into a Roth or to do this Roth conversion. So a lot of times people come to us and say, look, I've read a lot of information on whether or not I should do a Roth conversion. I think it's something I need to do. Um, you have to understand the math behind whether or not it's in your best option or in your best um, favor to do a Roth conversion. They're costly and you have to have a few things in your favor. First off, if you make Roth contributions or do Roth conversions of part of or all of your traditional IRA or 401k, you have to understand the tax consequences. So you're going to pay all the taxes on those conversions up front. So if you're still working and you're making a sizable income and you plan to take out you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars of additional taxable income during your working years, you add that to your taxable income from work, uh, you spread that over a few years, you have to have the following. You have to have a high enough return to justify the upfront tax hit. You have to live long enough and have a long enough of a time of growth to justify the tax-free benefit in exchange 
Um, and you have to make sure all those pieces are in front of you. So don't just rush into these Roth conversions because you heard an advertisement on TV. They are a good idea for some people. But I would say that uh, 80% of people that we see um, who are going to make cumulative income or total household income below $120,000, $130,000, a Roth conversion may not be in your best interest. And the simple reason is is that taxes in retirement are going to be a heck of a lot less than what you were paying when you were uh, during your working years. So get with a professional, really do the math on whether or not a Roth conversion is in your best interest before you kind of jump all in. I mean, it's about education, folks. Uh, Educate yourself when it comes uh, to Roth. Uh, Right now, we're just talking about that Roth IRA and understanding how it works and if it's a good fit or not for what you've got going on with your retirement plan. Uh, And you probably have even more questions. Great job by Chad kind of running down, uh, you know, the things you need to know, uh, maybe the questions you need to ask when it comes uh, to your retirement. We're going to open up five spots on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial. We're going to do that right now. Uh, No cost or obligation. Obligation. Uh, Chad, what's going to happen for these five callers? That's right. So for the next five callers, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We've seen other advisors charge up to $1,000 or more for similar features or offers, but we're going to give this to you today at no cost or obligation if you're one of the next five callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out where you are now. We'll also want a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current plan or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you can experience traumatic growth potential. We'll also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you can possibly reduce your taxes and even run a customized income plan utilizing proven strategies and techniques that can turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. I can almost picture, you know, Peter Pan or Tinkerbell floating through the office at Simon & Simon Financial. Uh, the ringtones are fantastic. That tells you the phones are just buzzing off the hook. Now's the That's opportunity right. to get on the calendar. It's Simon & Simon Financial. They're offering retirees and pre-retirees common sense, straight talk. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies, they're going to work best for you. So give Chad and Grant Simon a call. Gerald is there as well. And they're going to translate for you the complex financial world into very clear instructions. Here's the phone number. Don't forget it. 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. We have five positions on the calendar for the upcoming week. And this financial review is going to show you where you are now, but most importantly, provide that roadmap to get you where you need to be. In short, folks, nothing to lose, everything to gain here, and that's called knowledge about retirement. 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. These five spots will go fast. Call now. 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. There are many kinds of risk when it comes to retirement planning. From longevity risk to healthcare cost risk, when we come back, we'll highlight some of the biggest ones and how to potentially avoid them. Welcome back into Retirement Rue, hosted by Grant Simon, Chad Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. 88 combined years of experience between these three, and we talk retirement each and every week. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and each and every week we give you an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. Uh, We're going to open up five spots very soon, so listen up for those. Again, no cost or obligation. 
And that is coming up. And jump on the calendar and talk about your retirement situation. All right, topics flying, so here we go. We all know that the older we get, the lower the risk should be in our retirement portfolio. So let's take a look at the common risks out there and figure out if it's one we should be taking or not. So, Chad, you're first up. We've got a few for you. Longevity risk. Yeah, that's right, Morgan. So longevity risk is the risk entailed by uncertain lifespans. This is a risk we all deal with because no one, whether they like to think it or not, knows when and how they're going to pass away. Um, so whatever your life expectancy, how long on average we think we'll live, everyone confronts this risk. It underlines or aggravates other risks, especially financial and long-term care cost risk. All right, just hitting the risk. We're going to talk about it here on Retirement Rue with Simon and Simon Financial. Let's get to the next one. Again, going over the risks, should you be taking them or not, financial risk. Yeah, this is, you know, this is the meat and potatoes of what we do. So financial risk comes with the territory, as they say, uh, when it comes to investing, especially these days, we've seen a lot of volatility in the market. So uh, investment risk, uh, financial loss, the risk of taking hits uh, right before um, you start taking retirement income, there's always that financial risk, no matter how your investments are allocated. So you have to account for it. You have to allocate for it, uh, plan for it, and not let that undermine your long-term financial plan. You know, I think it's interesting. We're talking about should you or should you not take these risks. You really don't have any options on longevity. You don't know how long you're going to live, as you pointed out. And then financial right. risk, if you're in the market in any form or fashion, which most of us are, if not all of us, uh, there's going to be that financial risk. What about sequence of returns risk? Yeah, so this is probably our greatest example of why protection is so critically important um, with, when you're in that five years before retirement, five years after. If you're in that 10-year uh, period around retirement, um, the sequence of return risk is the greatest example of why protecting your assets or uh, providing protection for your assets um, is, is so critically important. So sequence of return risk is an aspect of financial risk as is interest risk, which arises when maturing assets must be reinvested at lower than expected rates of return. Another type of interest risk occurs when rates rise and existing bonds are marked down in value, which we're experiencing now. Folks, it's all about, you know, having a plan, making sure you're on the right track. If you have not started planning, there's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial, and you can get started no cost or obligation. If you're in the middle of something and you've got questions, there's a, there's a chance for you to grab one of these spots and get a second opinion. We're talking right now about risks that are out there when it comes to retirement and whether or not you should take them or maybe just be aware of them, right? The longevity risk, you're going to live longer. That's the, the stats show it. Uh, financial risk, uh, folks, if you're in the market, uh, if your portfolio is active, uh, there are going to be financial risks there. And then, of course, we just talked about sequence of returns risk. Last one for you, Chad, is this one. And we all know this one is a big one. Healthcare and those risks because the costs are going to inch up. Yeah, this is obviously it's inevitable. Healthcare cost risk arises because of our inability to predict our uh, susceptibility to illness, especially serious illness, and when and how that's going to happen, um, and how much it'll impact our financial situation. It's mitigated for Americans age 65 years and older by Medicare and by policies that supplement Medicare, 
but it's never eliminated. This is why it's so critically important. Um, we have a Medicare insurance specialist on staff, and it's part of our retirement planning. You can have all the greatest income planning, asset allocation plans in the world, but you have an unexpected medical or healthcare risk, and it can undermine all of that. So it has to be part of your long-term retirement planning. You're locked in to Retirement Roo Radio, powered by Simon & Simon Financial. We have Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, uh, the three-headed show hosts. Uh, we love talking about retirement each and every week. And each and every week, we open up the calendar to give you, the listener, an opportunity, no cost or obligation, to talk about your situation when it comes to retirement. Uh, and if you're in the middle of something, maybe get that second opinion. Uh, we're going to open up those spots here in just a little bit. So risks and taking a look at the common ones when it comes to retirement and whether or not, I mean, just be educated on them. So Grant, let's bring you in. We talked with Chad about health care costs, the risk of them going higher. Uh, we know that's going to be a fact. That just seems to be the natural pace of things. But what about long-term care cost risk? Yeah, so with long-term care cost risk, you know, this depends in part on longevity. How long are you going to live? Uh, we're more likely to need long-term care uh, in advance or old age. And on our generally unknown genetic endowment and the state of our health in advancing years. So no one really knows if you're going to need long-term care, but just a couple of stats uh, for people. So when you look at the number of people generally in the population in America that at some point in time of their life will need some form of long-term care assistance, it's almost 70%. Now, the amount of time that an individual will actually need that long-term care assistance, something like 96% of people will need it for less than four years. Most people only need it for about two years. And uh, the very sad reality is, is that usually when you're in your older ages and you do need long-term care, you get sick or injured, you break a hip, something along those lines, then you either get better and recover and you no longer need the long-term care assistance or you get sicker and pass away usually within two years. So when you're designing a long-term care plan, you have to take all of those pieces into consideration and make sure that you aren't overspending for it, but also have enough coverage in the event that you are one of the people that are going to need long-term care and potentially longer than the average. Talking retirement with Simon and Simon Financial right here on Retirement Rue Radio in the New Orleans market. And again, talking about risk, I mean, as we get older and we're nearing retirement or in retirement, the lower risks we should be taking. But these are risks to be aware of. Longevity, you could be living longer. Financial, obviously, if you're involved with the markets, got to keep an eye on that. Sequence of returns risk, same thing. Healthcare cost risk, yes, they're on the rise. There's the long-term care cost risk because a lot of us are going to need it. Uh, and you know that that's a risk as well. And this next one, it's almost, uh, you really, you have no idea, and that's called political risk. Yeah, that's certainly true, uh, Morgan. Political risk really arises when we rely on Social Security for a significant part of our retirement income. In fact, the financial positions of both Social Security and Medicare slash Medicaid are not sustainable. They just aren't. We have $78 trillion of unfunded liabilities as a nation. And we don't know exactly what changes Congress 
is going to make to the current structure of those benefits or the payroll taxes that finance them. So when you're talking about political risk, you have to understand that if you don't have enough savings in retirement assets, if all of your income or the vast majority of your income is being provided by Social Security and that gets cut or adjusted or changed, then you are relying heavily on the current political environment and that could cost you dearly. So this is why saving for retirement is so very important. All right. Last risk for you, and that's just the unpredictable. Uh, You have no idea, but sometimes we're going to have just non-routine expenditures. Yeah, that's certainly true. You know, other than healthcare and long-term care expenditures, uh, these unpredicted things are, they're just not, you can't, you can't be sure of when they're going to occur and how big of an impact they're going to have on your financial assets. Many Americans, young and old, are hard-pressed to deal with even comparatively minor unforeseen but necessary uh, expenditures. And finally, for completeness' sake, we should acknowledge that the elderly face risks that may not have direct financial consequences. The risk of isolation and loneliness come to mind, especially given what we've been through with the COVID-19 pandemic. So, as you age or even when you're young, everyone has a different um, a part of their retirement journey. And the way that an advisor creates a plan for that individual really should di- be dictated based on their current situation and what the goals are moving forward. If you're 30, your investments are going to look very different than if you are in your 70s or 80s. Tell you, folks, it's all about having that conversation, feeling feeling better about where you are in your planning process. And we've got an opportunity for you right now. We've got five spots on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. Uh, Grant, what's going to happen with these five callers? That's right, Morgan. For the next five callers, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you are in need of a full-blown financial plan. Now, we've seen others charge up to $1,000 or more for similar features or offers. We're going to give you this review with no cost or obligation if you're one of the next five callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. And what this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning for you by mapping out where you are now. We will also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We will also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. And we will even run a customized income plan utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. Okay, folks, we got five spots. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. Goal of the show, help you make the best decision. So we're excited to offer these five spots, and we're going to do that right now. Here's the number, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. If you've got questions, now's the time to get answers when it comes to retirement. Grab one of these appointments. Again, no cost or obligation. 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. When we come back, it's that time. Questions from listeners, and we've got some good ones today. Retirement Rue Radio, New Orleans Market. We have Simon and Simon Financial, the power behind the program. We have Grant Simon, Chad Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder 
of Simon and Simon Financial. And between father and sons, how about 88 combined years experience helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and we get to do question and answer. And immediately following Q&A, we're going to open up five spots on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. So listen up for that. You can get a better handle in your retirement situation. Maybe you haven't started planning. This would be a great time to start. If you're in the middle of something, need a second opinion, grab one of those spots. They could be for you as well. So Madisonville is our first location. Grant, you're going to take this first question from Pamela. Here it is. I'm a physician with my own practice and four employees. Right now, I have a SEP plan. Uh, that I'm contributing to. But I've been told that a defined benefit plan would be better. Can you explain to me how these work and whether or not you recommend them for someone like me? Yeah, Pamela, thank you so much for the question. Uh, This is something that uh, we see quite often. People come in and they say, I've got a 401k plan or a SEP plan. They're a a small business, not too many employees, and they want to figure out what is the best plan for their actual situation. Uh, With a SEP plan, uh, it is essentially a simplified version of the employee pension plan. And what it is, is you're able to contribute up to 25% of your covered compensation, and you can contribute up to a max of $57,000 per year into the SEP plan. Now, the defined benefit plan is a little bit different. With the SEP, you put in that 25%, you have to contribute 25% to all of your four employees, whatever their salaries are. If you put in 25%, you got to put in 25% for them. If you put in 10% for you, you got to put in 10% for them. With a defined benefit plan, if you are older than your four employees and your four employees are much younger than you, a defined benefit plan can allow you to those contributions to be more favorable to the owner of the business. That is a possibility. But typically, you want the owner to be older, and you want the employees to be younger and have smaller incomes than the owner. If those two things work out in your situation, a defined benefit plan could potentially be a better option for you. I will say that defined benefit plans are much more expensive to maintain than SEP IRA plans. However, if your situation does fit those uh, unique circumstances, the defined benefit plan can allow you to increase the portion that you're contributing to be to your benefit as the owner or more to your benefit as the owner than a SEP IRA could provide. Question and answer here on Retirement Rue. Going to be an opportunity for you to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial if you've got questions of your own. Again, we want to remind you too, a lot of these questions, uh, they may hit close to home with what you're dealing with, but it's not exactly what you're dealing with. Make sure that your plan is unique to you. It's not cookie cutter. It's not a template. It is your retirement plan. Next question up from Metairie. Uh, Grant, you'll also take this one. This one from Dan. Here it is. Two years ago, when I turned 59 and a half years old, I rolled over a portion of my 401k to an IRA account. I recently retired and my remaining 401k account has gained favorably compared to my rollover account. I don't plan to tap into either account yet until maybe a year later. Should I leave my 401k account and roll it over at that point? That's a first question. Or are there any better options to invest? Maybe possibly the the value right now uh, is $220,000. 
Yeah, Dan. So I would say that uh, because your 401k uh, has done well, it it could potentially be fine for you to leave the assets in that 401k plan. However, when you start taking withdrawals out and you're comparing taking withdrawals from a 401k versus a IRA, a rollover IRA, the biggest difference is, is that when you take money out of a 401k for withdrawals, there is a 20% mandatory withholding for tax purposes. When you take money out of a rollover IRA, there is no mandatory tax withholding. You can pay the taxes as you please for the following year. April 15th rolls around, you can pay the taxes for the withdrawals of the previous year or withhold a more reasonable amount from your withdrawals from the rollover IRA to pay taxes. Very few people in retirement are going to have an effective tax rate of 20%. So while you will get that money back when you file your taxes, by uh, getting your refund. The problem is, is you've now taken a sizable amount out of the 401k that you can't ever get back in. Because once it's pulled out and you get the refund, you can't put it back into the 401k. So it's removed funds from a tax deferred growth position. If your rollover IRA is not performing as well as your 401k, then certainly you need to look at the investments that are in that rollover IRA because the amount of investments offered in a 401k are much more limited to those that you can have in a rollover IRA. Q&A rolling on. Retirement Rue Radio in the New Orleans market, powered by Simon & Simon Financial. Going to give you an opportunity to get on their calendar here in just a little bit. No cost or obligation. Chad, I've got two more questions uh, before we open those calendar spots up, and you're going to handle them both. First one, Covington. Uh, Bill is there. Here it is. I'm 55 years old, and I have been with the company about 15 years. I've always had a 401k, and I'm taking advantage of the match. Now this company is offering a Roth 401k. Should I be contributing to that as well? Are there any disadvantages? Yeah. Hey, Bill, thanks for the question. Uh, so sometimes when an employer offers a 401k, there is a traditional 401k option and a Roth 401k option. In fact, according to a recent survey by human resources consulting firm Aon Hewitt, 29% of employers say that they are very or somewhat likely to offer this option in the next 12 months. So really, let's go over a couple of the pros and cons of whether or not you should put your money, some of your money or all of your contributions into the Roth portion of the uh, 401k. So here's some the pros, uh, start with the pros first. Uh, the withdrawals are tax-free. So since traditional 401k contributions are tax deductible, you are able to deduct the contribution amount from your taxable income, thereby reducing your income tax. Again, that's when you take the funds out. Withdrawals are tax-free. Uh, secondly, special situations do allow for penalty-free withdrawals um, if you're below the age of 59 and a half. So typically, whether it's a Roth or traditional, and you take money out of your, your 401k before the age of 59 and a half, um, there are pre-distribution uh, penalties, um, but there are situations that allow you can uh, enable you to take those funds out pre-59 and a half. Um, Thirdly, there are no income limitations. So regardless of your annual income, you can contribute to a Roth 401k up to the contribution limit, which is $18,000 in 2022 if you're younger than 50 and $24,000 if you're older than 50 years old. Here's some of the cons. When you contribute to your 401k, the contributions are not tax deductible. So unlike a traditional IRA or 401k uh, where you're 
contributions are tax deductible and they lower uh, your income during those working years, typically your higher working years. When you contribute to a Roth, whether it be a Roth 401k, Roth IRA, those contributions are not tax deductible. So that could um, you know, increase your taxes on the front end. The second con is the minimum distributions are required. Just like a traditional 401k, the Roth 401k is subject to the required minimum distribution after you turn 72. You may have read otherwise, but that's not the case. You will face harsh penalties if you do not withdraw those funds after 72 like you're required to. So when determining whether or not to contribute to a traditional Roth versus a 401k or a traditional, IR, a traditional 401k, versus a Roth 401k, you need to consider how uh, these rules could affect you uh, and really do your own research, understand uh, what's best for your specific situation before jumping all in one way or the other. All right, final question. We've got a little time for this, so we'll make this fast. Mandeville is the location. Howard is there. Chad, handle this one. Should I keep a target date fund in my Roth IRA and start investing in other types of funds, or should I sell the amount I have in my Roth IRA so that I will not be investing in the same thing twice? Yeah, thanks for the question. So uh, this is one of the biggest decisions you have when you're contributing to a 401k, and that's how to allocate allocate the investment. So you have a couple, you have two options effectively. You can use their pre-described target funds and how these funds work is, let's say a target fund 2025. The shorter the period of time until that target fund expires, the more of your money that's going to be invested in safer investments like bonds and fixed interest. If you have a 2042 target fund, more of those assets are going to be invested in risky or more aggressive assets like stocks and equities. So really, you have to consider a couple of things. How educated are you on investing? Um, if you're someone who is not interested and if you're not getting a lot of outside help, target funds can be an option. I would say that the problem is, is that during these times, uh, traditional stock bond uh, method, when we have rising interest rates may not work, even if you are someone who is, uh, you know, has a few years before retirement and needs to consider risk, there are better options, even within your 401k. So thanks for the question, though. All right. Well, now's the opportunity. We've got five spots on the calendar available. Chad, what's going to happen for these five callers? So for the next five callers, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We've seen other advisors charge $1,000 or more for similar features or offers, but we're going to give this to you today at no cost or obligation if you're one of the next five callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current plan or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We'll also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan utilizing proven strategies and techniques that can turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. Folks, we've got five spots and right now we're going to open those up. Here's the number 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. We're proud to be shedding light on a number of different topics. We do it each and every week. We know folks are struggling uh, with their retirement situation. Get some answers. Any questions you may have, take advantage. Grab one of these appointments now. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards retirement, again, these strategies are going to work best for you. Here's the number, 800-728-2225. Five spots. They will go fast. 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Call now. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. 
Chad Simon and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.